Hello, welcome to How to Scale a Business. I am Bridget Devon, uh, your host, and today I'm excited to welcome Nancy Schenker with the OnSwitch. And she just shared with me their tagline, which is bright and timeless marketing, which is just beautiful. They are a full service marketing company. And today we're going to talk all things marketing. So Nancy, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you, Bridget, for having me on your show. Yes. So um, to start, can you share with us about yourself and how your company got started? Absolutely. Um, So I launched my business in 2003 after a very long corporate career. I started out in publishing and then um, transitioned to financial services at both Citibank and MasterCard and then um, was in the C-suite. I was the chief marketing officer for Reed Exhibitions, the company that now owns Comic-Con. And as we were just talking about, having sort of lived the dream for women of the 80s, having a big marketing job, um, two kids, nice house in the suburbs, um, I really started to question, is that really all there is? And companies were becoming more and more risk averse. Some of my really creative, visionary ideas, it was getting them it was much harder to get them sold in. So I made the big leap in 2003 and became a founder of my own marketing consultancy. And so I'll be coming up on my 20th year in business in September. It's hard to believe. And, you know, my company like marketing has gone through many, many evolutions. And as we were just talking about, one of the things I've discovered having worked so long in the marketing space, there are some basic principles basic principles that remain timeless and other things are really revolutionary, like AI is about to completely upend how we do marketing. Um, In many ways, it's equivalent to what direct mail and telemarketing did to the marketing industry back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up because I would love to hear more of your thoughts on what elements of marketing have you um, experienced to be timeless and what things are coming up that are, like you're saying, AI, um, what kind of outcomes of AI do you think are part of that revolutionary uh, aspect of marketing? Absolutely. It's easy first to talk about the timeless parts of marketing, which are um basically knowing who your target market is at a very, very deep and broad level and having a brand positioning that really addresses the needs and wants of that audience. Um, And so that will never go away. That is really critical. If anything, it's become more critical as um, the proliferation of technology products has almost commoditized the industry. So being able to have a really solid USP and differentiate yourself from the tens, fifties, hundreds of other companies that do what you do is truly timeless. Um, What has changed, and it's been changing all along, but it's now about to really skyrocket, is the use of automation in decision-making. I grew up in an era where Even to do persona research, you had to field focus groups, which took forever. You had to run the data through mainframe computers. You got printouts. You had to put the the, the data in binders and analyze it. Whereas now, the technology will enable us to make decisions way faster. And in many cases, there won't even need to be human intervention the AI will read the results of a social media campaign, for example, that's been written 
by AI and then will immediately change a headline or change an offer based on the data, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. Um, there will still need to be human intervention. Humans right now still need to write prompts in order to create AI content. Um, humans will need to fact check what the AI is doing, but it really will make life so much easier for marketers and take some of the subjectivity out of decision-making because it will be data-driven. I love it. And, um, you know, you hear different ideas on the impact of AI and some being kind of nervous, like, you know, it's going to replace jobs, but I love hearing kind of how you're talking it from it as a useful tool perspective. Um, and it's going to streamline processes that just take a lot longer. Uh, I, I just, I th I just feel, um, I, I share that opinion with you. Um, yeah, I mean, the skills that will be needed for marketing jobs going forward. I mean, I don't think that AI will advance to the point where things like humor and nuance will be solely the responsibility of bots. I think people will always need, as long as people are selling to other people, there'll need to be that humanity infused into our marketing. As I said, we're all still going to need to fact check what the AI does. You know, I often use the analogy, you might have a Roomba and it does a really good job of vacuuming your floor, but if it hits the wall or if it short circuits, you're still going to need to have a human jump in yeah. or if it, God forbid, eats your dog. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I don't think it'll be quite that extreme, but there will still be a need for what I call the machine operators. I wrote a book in 2017 called Embrace the Machine, and there's actually a grid in the book of what skills are required for marketers today, or back in this case was five, six years ago, and what skills will be required for the marketers of the future. I love it. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the AI, you know, we're, we're going to need people and their skills and, and using the tool of AI and technology. Um, I'd also love to hear, uh, Nancy, about, um, have there been any like challenges or obstacles you faced while scaling your business that you overcome that you could share and what that journey looked like? Oh, absolutely. You know, in terms of how to scale a business, I thought I knew a lot because I had been a CMO, but I made every rookie mistake in scaling my business. I grew really, really fast. I hired some of the wrong people. Um, I hired probably too many people and took on too much overhead. Um, I hired somebody who embezzled from me, which a lot of business owners don't like to admit that somebody stole from them, but it's more common than you might think. Mm. Um, and, you know, in my gut, I knew that some of the decisions I made might have needed to be undone, but I think there's a lot of ego that comes along with being a founder. And if I were running my business all over again, if I could set the clock back 20 years, you know, I would have definitely made different decisions. But I love the book um, by Daniel Pink, The Power of Regret, because it basically tells you that you can admit your regrets, but then what you take away from that is the learning. And what I do now is I do counsel other business owners as they're scaling up their businesses to make sure that they don't make some of the same mistakes that I made. They can make different mistakes, um, but I hope they don't make some of the same mistakes I made. <laughs> yeah, I uh well and but that's how you build a business is you take risk, you try things out and you learn and you just 
keep going. You know, you don't give up on yourself. And, and that's just part of being human. Exactly. Um, and probably what's, mo- you know, the two things I would distill it down to are really take your time in hiring the right talent for your business. That's really critical. And the second thing is be lean. And I think we're seeing now as tech companies are laying people off in record numbers um, and shutting down offices. Um, I was watching all of that happen. It's like watching a horror movie and sitting there and saying, don't go in the barn. That's where the ax murderer is. But I saw tech companies scale up really, really fast and scale based on ego rather than on need. And now they're having to unravel some of the decisions that they made. But that seems to be cyclical. It happened in the dot-com boom. It happened pre-recession. Um, And now it's happening again. So there really is not a whole lot that's new. It's just sometimes the circumstances around what happens are different. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're talking about um, uh, being lean and and taking time to hire people. And I'd also love to hear what's a, what's a character trait or strength that you think someone um, should have working in the industry of marketing or as like a business owner building a business. Um, Resilience is really key. Um, Experience is really critical. And that's something you and I were talking about that a little bit earlier. It pains me that 35 is now considered old in the tech world. But I look back and I know things that I didn't know when I was 27. And those extra 40 years have just given me so much insight. So I wish more companies as they're scaling would really rely on some of the wisdom of people who've come before them. And I think in part, that's just human nature. You know, I didn't listen to all the advice that my mother gave me, but now I look back as an adult and I say, yeah, she was right. I just wasn't ready to listen. Oh yeah. I totally agree. Well, because you know, there, there's, there's like wisdom and talent and skill across different groups of, um, you know, people at different ages and, you know, and how that relates to tech. So I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, yeah, the right answer is really just intergenerational collaboration yeah. and respect. And yeah. you know, I'm always sitting with people who grew up in the digital era and say, can you explain to me, you know, what the best way to get engagement on an Instagram story is? And then I take that knowledge and I put that together with my business knowledge. Um, and so it's really learning from and growing with each other. Yeah, totally. Um, I'd also like to ask about um, with your company, The On Switch, what have been some really great ways of promoting your company and getting it in front of the eyes of ideal clients? I mean, I'm a huge LinkedIn fan. Um, I write a series on LinkedIn that I publish every Monday. I have almost 20,000 connections currently on LinkedIn, and I can track um, a significant amount of new business back to the relationships that I've built on LinkedIn. Um, And then you get to a point where you do a good job for a client and they refer you to somebody. I mean, word of mouth will never go away as a marketing strategy. Um, And I've been very, very consistent with my brand, although I did change my tagline from powerful marketing to bright and timeless marketing. I have not really had to update my, I mean, I've changed my website over the years, but I've really kept my brand consistent. So, and it's, it stands for something very specific. 
So people know who I am. Sometimes I'll meet people and they'll say, oh yes, I've heard of your company. And I just laugh because right now I'm a solopreneur with a network of subject matter experts. I'm not like a, a global brand, but it's great to be able to build that street cred over time. And yeah. you do a good job and the word of mouth will take over. I think that that's really important. Be honest, be respectful towards your clients, do a great job, deliver results, and the rest will kind of take care of itself. It sounds so easy when I say that. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, taking care of your clients, working hard. I mean, those are, I think almost like all the successful businesses that you'll talk to have such a care for their clients. Um, those are the ones that like, go the distance, you know? Um, I'd also love to hear, Nancy, about what are day-to-day -day operations like for you? Every day is different. Um, right now, I have a big branding client where I'm basically functioning as a fractional CMO. So my day in the life is really what any CMO's day in the life would be. We're at the early stages, so it's the strategy setting, but that's more of a leadership role. I also have been doing a lot of content writing. Writing has always been my first love. So I write for a variety of companies. I was just signed on to be an ongoing freelancer for Street Fight, which is one of my favorite media outlets. So that's very exciting. And then I have True Confession. I have a side gig doing um, dating coaching for people over 50. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. That's so funny. So that's a new um, side thing that you're you're doing? Yeah. I mean, it started out with my writing my own blog about the trials and tribulations of dating after 50. Mm -hmm. And then it really turned into um, my giving tips and tools to people who may be new to online dating. Um they can benefit from the mistakes that I've made. And it's funny because, you know, I post a lot of statistics about trends in marketing and things that are going on in the industry. But the other day I put out one of my um, dating blogs and it got tremendous engagement. So oh, um, I, I love that. Um, I, it's funny. I used to, before the pandemic, I would plan all my um, dates with my husband, like we'd, you know, go dancing or, or what have you. And, I always kind of wondered, you know, I wonder if I wrote a blog about different date night ideas. Oh, that's a, you know? that's a great idea. Or even the whole concept of keeping the date night alive. When, yeah. because when you have kids, that sometimes goes by the wayside. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that content, um, smart content, which is something that really um, is an umbrella over my marketing business and my dating consulting. If you put interesting, intelligent, unique content out there that people genuinely want to read and benefit from, it can help your business regardless of what it is that you do. And yeah. so I sometimes find it ironic that one of the things I love to do from the time I learned how to write was write stories, write poems, write journalistically as I got older. And it almost took six decades for that to become like a real job you know mm -hmm. back in the early days writing was only something that people did if they were sitting in an attic with a bottle of booze mm -hmm. and now content is so critically important to oh, the yeah. world absolutely and it, it's just um and like good smart content that has you know you can really feel um you can feel someone's care in, in their work that you're connecting with, uh, you know, with how 
the internet is these days, those are part, of, I think those are some of the things that do like kind of go viral is because so many people are connecting with it. Um, well, uh, Nancy, as we're nearing the end of the podcast, I'd love to hear what's your vision for the future of the on switch? What do you see in the next year and beyond? Um, well, the next year, you know, I'm pretty much have my path set out for me. I have some really great clients now, and my plan is to retain them and grow them and maybe get some word of mouth business as a result of that. But ideally, what I would like to do is find somebody who is at the beginning of their marketing journey, who would either like to buy the on switch or to come in as a junior partner and ultimately take it over. Um, I, I don't know that I can wait until my granddaughter is old enough. She's only seven, <laughs> but I think she'd be an ideal candidate. But, um, you know, after 20 years of building and scaling the business, I feel like I've done everything that I set out to do initially. And I'd love to just share my wisdom with somebody else who could take it to that next level, whatever that might be. Awesome. That's so great. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, Nancy, thank you so much for your time. And I really enjoyed chatting with you about uh, your work and marketing. And definitely for those listening, um, you know, Nancy offers wonderful marketing services. And I will keep my ears open if, uh, if there's someone that... If you find, if you find a buyer. Yeah, um, if I ever find a buyer or a junior <laughs> partner. <laughs> um, and the best way to find me is just really to follow me on Instagram. It's the on switch. And I have a link tree there. Um, I also am on LinkedIn, obviously. And my link tree is there as well. And that's where I store all of my content. I call it my digital table of contents. So you can find all of my stuff in my link tree. I love it. Well, yes, for those listening, definitely check her out on Instagram and LinkedIn and uh, follow along in her writing journey. Um, and Nancy, thank you so much for your time. This is just, um, I really enjoyed learning about your work at the on switch. All right. Thank you, Bridget.